Welcome back. And if you're new here to this podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Hey, I got a couple of questions for you. Have you been out of the dating scene for a minute and now not sure how to get back into it? Or maybe you're even feeling a little rusty and want to know, how do I ease back into this? Great. Let's talk about that today. But before we dive in, please let me introduce myself. Hi there. My name is Dr. Kelly Ray, and I'm a mindset coach, counselor, notably known as the inner critic tamer. And I am passionate about helping others just like you and me who have maybe gone through some things that we don't necessarily broadcast around the world to everybody, but we know that we want to do better for ourselves because it's not only good for us, but it's good for our kids and their kids to come, right? It changes the generational behaviors and patterns and beliefs, those kinds of things. I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning, or as I'd like to say, undo some of that crap that may have happened along your life's journey and help you to get unstuck, to teach you how to heal from it in order to live the vibrant life that, yes, you were designed to live. And during this episode, wait a minute, let me back up for a minute. If you watched last week's episode, episode 69, we talked about letting go of the past, which was designed that way and put out there that way and that time so that we could then talk about episode 70, which is talk about easing back out into the world of dating and potentially a relationship. I know that that can be kind of scary, especially if it's been a minute since you've been in that arena. And so I want to help Take some maybe ease, I mean, take some fear out of that, maybe help ease you into it and potentially make this maybe the month of a few episodes diving a little bit deeper on this subject matter. But for now, I want to just talk about this and kind of a general standpoint and give you some tips and some things to think about and consider as you are maybe considering getting back out there. Look, there are plenty of reasons someone might not have been in the dating field for a while. Maybe you were in a long-term relationship and that just ended. Maybe maybe you were hurt so badly in the past relationship that you wanted to take a little time off, take a few years to kind of heal your wounds and discover a little bit more about yourself. Maybe you felt really good being single or had no time to date. No matter the reason, it can be scary trying to get back out into the dating world if your last first date happened several years ago. You might feel that you're out of practice, but more importantly, you might be entering a dating landscape that looks different from the one that you left behind. And that's what I want to talk about. So let's talk about getting back out there and and what you should know. And, and some of it you may have dated, you know, last week's and maybe I learned a little bit. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of gearing this one towards somebody who's maybe been out of the whole dating scene for 
a little bit longer than last week and could use a little bit support and guidance along the way. So number one is making sure you're starting to date for the right reasons. That has to be number one. Above all else, you have to know why you're wanting to get back out there, why you're wanting to connect with somebody else, why you're wanting to potentially have a partner. So first things first, if you're choosing to start dating again after a long break, make sure you're doing it because you feel ready. If you're trying to fill the void left by a previous relationship, chances are you're going to bring the accompanying baggage along with you. And the same is true for whoever the potential date is. If the potential person that you're going to go out on a date with has just recently got out of a long-term relationship or is telling you that, you know, them and they and their ex are split, but they're still living under the same roof because it's too expensive to live separately. First of all, red flag, run, don't walk, get away from that. But you want to make sure that the person that you're going to potentially date is also doing it for the right reasons, that they're, they're looking not just to fill a hole or a loneliness or a void that they may be having. And the same for you. You both owe each other that. Your goal should be to enhance your life with a relationship which only you can decide to do. So don't start dating again just because you feel lonely or because your BFF says you need to get back out there. I hate it. Honestly, I hate it when people would say the best way to get over one is to get under one. What a crazy nonsense concept that is. That is truly the epitome of jumping from one frying pan to the next. Don't do it. I, I don't care what your BFF says. They can still be your BFF, but I'm telling you, don't listen to that advice if they're telling you the way to get over your last person is to get back out there and meet somebody new. That really is an indication of, hey, I think I need to take some time, go within myself, learn what I need to learn, heal what I need to heal before I even do that again, because I certainly don't want to go through that again. You want to do this because you want to, not because you're feeling peer pressure, not because you're feeling left out, not because you're feeling alone. Number two, communication, compromise, and patience. Ooh, I know a lot of us don't like that. If you've been single for a long time, it can be easy to forget how to share your space and start relying on or including someone else. It can be hard for people who have been happily single to get back into the swing of things in a relationship. Now, let's, let's be clear, dating is not a relationship. But when you get to that point of a relationship, you know, there's got to be some compromising and definitely clear communication and some patience as you're navigating new territories with one another. Sometimes your independence can be mistaken for selfishness. You need to navigate dating with openness and communication and be aware that your actions could be talking for you. Independence is important. But you also don't want anyone to think that you don't value their opinions or their needs either. Also, it's imperative to be clear on your intentions. 
It's acceptable to seek a casual hookup or date multiple people or focus on one person at a time as long as you're being honest about your intentions. It's essential to be open to the possibility that your desires may change over time. For instance, after ending a long-term relationship, one may prefer to date casually and not seek a partner for a while. And it may take some time to feel really ready for a committed relationship. Again, be honest with yourself and those that you choose to date. Number three, get to know your single self. If you're choosing to date after having been in a long-term relationship, then the best tip may be to take a break instead. I cannot urge you enough to take your time. Don't rush into another relationship because you're feeling societal pressures or loneliness, any of those things. Get to know who you are as a single person. I'm also going to highly recommend this for those of you who have children. Oh my goodness, I cannot begin to tell you the casualty hits kids take as a result of adults not taking the time to heal themselves. They just jump from one relationship to another for their own needs, their own desires, forgetting that the impact that this has on our kids, they are not only hearing everything, they're watching everything. And I'm sure your intentions are not to s- for your kids to learn how to have relationships, jumping from relationship to relationship to relationship. I'm sure that that's not what you would want for your kids. So please, please, please be mindful. It's not just you when it comes to having children in the mix as well. Get to know you as a single person. Take yourself out on dates. Join groups or organizations. Volunteer for something that you're passionate about. Prioritize friendships. How many people have in the past when you've gotten in a relationship, all of a sudden your friends, you've kind of just walked away from them your 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 strength your your anchor in life and then now all of a sudden you're left floundering in this unhealthy relationship and and now your anchor your your studies are not no longer there because you've pushed them away for the sake of the relationship now I'm not, there's got to be a balance right it can't be all just friends when you're in a relationship but You want to make sure that you're prioritizing and balancing your life, especially in the dating phase of relationships. This is also an opportunity for you to reflect on what your last relationship taught you because your needs may have evolved since you first got into that last relationship, whenever that may be. I promise you, You're going to be better at getting to know someone else the more you know yourself. Also, if you're going to start really dating, you need to have other routines and hobbies just for yourself to keep you grounded. Besides that, it makes you a hell of a lot more interesting if you're having other things that you do. That's what makes those people attracted 
to you is that you're interesting, that you have a full rainbow of things that you're doing in your life, not just sitting at home waiting for somebody to date you, right? It's imperative that you understand your self-worth and know you're a whole human being outside of any relationship. Remember, the person you're choosing to be with isn't there to make you feel whole, but rather there to enhance your life. I'm also going to encourage number four here is avoid your ex's dating life. It's crucial to distance yourself from your ex's dating life to move on successfully after a breakup. Unless necessary, avoid contact with your ex, including blocking them on social media. And if you share mutual friends, I highly recommend that you ask them to not share information about your ex or what's going on in their life. It's really not necessary for you or for them to know what's going on in your life. Your exes for a reason. Number five, understand your fears. Dating is always a bit scary, but it can be especially terrifying if you haven't been on a date in a long time. Instead of letting that fear overcome you, try to figure out where it's coming from. Often what I've found with my clients is that they feel like they're not enough and maybe not necessarily feel like they're deserving of love. And that makes them afraid of rejection. When we're afraid of something, it changes our behavior. It can cause us to self-sabotage and even prematurely reject a potential relationship. But getting to the root of your fear can definitely help, which then makes dating become more fun again. Number six, say yes to the maybes. If you're swiping on the apps, the options can feel endless and quite frankly, hard to decide on. Instead of just a yes or a no, you might find yourself breaking the list of possible matches into yes, no, and maybe. But don't discount the maybes. Instead of having a rigid list of things such as they must make this amount of money, they must be six foot two, they have to have traveled to this many countries, there's a better way to find a perfect match. Trust me. It's important to ask yourself what kind of values you want your future partner to uphold. Maybe you want someone who cares about the environment or maybe you care more about how they treat others. There's a difference between an ideal list of traits a potential partner has and their actual deep values. And knowing that difference is important. Number six, the path to commitment has changed. Once upon a time, people generally dated only one person at a time and settled down quickly. But now, People are more and more likely to date around before deciding if they want a serious relationship with one person. So remember, these early stages of dating are not a relationship per se, but rather an opportunity to get to know someone before jumping into one. 
think along the lines of an interview for a very prestigious position. Instead of dating for a few weeks and then deciding to be partners, you might hang out for several months discovering each other's values and beliefs. Getting into a relationship might take longer, and it might feel like you're not allowed to tell someone how much you like them, but remember that it's flattering to know that someone is into you, so feel free to be honest. I will forevermore caution women from getting sexually involved too soon, as this can really put a wrench into getting to know someone truly. Once that sexually inti- once sexual intimacy happens, it often clouds our judgment, thus causing us to see their potential rather than truly getting to know their values, beliefs, behaviors, and habits. Now, this is not to say that if you're choosing to do casual hookups for the sake of having sex, then do that, but be honest with yourself and be honest with them. And you have to know yourself well enough to know, am I going to feel differently about this person, especially if they knock your socks off? Are you then going to think, oh my God, I want more of that? When the intentions at first were clear, hey, I just want to have a casual hookup, but now, now because you've enjoyed your time with them so much, now you want more. And then then you're kind of doing some of that self-sabotaging stuff where you're setting yourself up for failure because you said you just wanted a casual hookup, but now you want more. And they're like, hey, it is what it is. And now you feel rejected. Don't do that to yourself. Look, you you got a, a whole lot of time with them for, you know, kicking boots under the sheets with one another. That should not be the first thing that you're looking for during this dating time, especially if you're looking for a long-term relationship. You know there's so much more to a relationship than that. Yes, that's fun. Yes, that brings some spice and variety to the relationship, but there's a hell of a lot more to a relationship than that, unless that's the only thing that's important to you. But then if that's the only thing that's important to you, you certainly can't get upset when all of the other needs of yours aren't getting met because, hey, they brought the one thing that was only important to you to the table. Number six, online dating is evolving. Dating apps have been around for over a decade now, so they should be nothing new to those who may have been out of the game for a while. But something that you may not be aware of is that social media can be a useful tool for dating too. So, you know, maybe sending somebody a private message on a platform, especially in Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, that has led to hookups and relationships alike. So don't be afraid to double tap on your crush's photo or leave a comment on their latest video. In fact, I would recommend you do it on their post as opposed to sliding into their DM right away and making comments because, you know what, people don't like those sleazy moves out in the real world. So think of your online platforms as if you're in the real world, would you really want somebody sliding into your DM and giving you some, hey, hey there sexy, how you doing? 
No, you don't like it, so don't do it to somebody else. But you can start building rapport and connection through their post by leaving comments and following through with those things. There's nothing taboo or embarrassing about meeting somebody online. Enough time has passed for that notion to be thrown out the window. Those are that that was a long time ago, you know. At one day that was ooh, that was terrible. I was almost likened to meeting somebody in a bar, you know. No good can come from that. Yeah, we've learned differently that over the last ten, fifteen years on that. Even as early as five or six years ago, people might have been a little bit more hesitant to say they met online because the stigma wasn't quite removed from the old days. Now, you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who's been single in the last few years who hasn't tried at least online dating once. So how you meet someone is only one part of developing a relationship. Today, technology may play a big role in helping others connect, but it's certainly not the end-all, be-all to a successful relationship. That, my friends, requires so much more. So as we begin to wrap up this week's episode, remember this. Breakups and dating experiences offer valuable opportunities to learn and grow. Regardless of whether you're looking for a serious relationship or not, dating can provide insights into your personality, your preferences, and even your communication skills. By being open to learning from these experiences, you may gain a better understanding of yourself and what you want in a future relationship. You may discover at this juncture in your life that you'd rather have someone to hang out with and do things with, but not necessarily live under the same roof day in and day out. And that's perfectly okay. Again, it's about getting clear with you on what you're wanting. And know that the more you learn along the way, those desires could change. And if you found this episode helpful or know someone who could use a little extra support in this area, I'm going to encourage you to share this episode. I'm also going to encourage you to follow it and hit the notifications to allow you to be notified when a new episode drops because I drop one every week. And if you'd like to get in touch with me or if there's something that I could help you with along your journey, I'm going to give you ways that you can connect with me so that we can do that. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B, B as in brown. I'm on TikTok at Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com. And my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know, I send you so much love.